Hey, I'm Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative and welcome to the Adobe Audition podcast. I'm interviewing power users of this awesome audio editing software. We'll reminisce back to the Cool Edit Pro days through to the introduction of multi-track editing and bring you right up to date with Adobe Audition CC and features like the Essential Sound Panel. To get the full transcript and episode back catalog, head over to mrc.fm slash AAP. That's mrc.fm slash AAP. My guest on this show is Marcia Gruber. She's a professional demo producer, voiceover talent, radio imaging producer, and she generally slays all things audio out of Atlanta, Georgia. She spent around 10 years in audio advertising, from writing to voicing, sound designing as well, creative commercials. We're going to get so in-depth, I know, in this show into how Marcia is using Adobe Audition. She's also been imaging for Top 10 Market Radio. She's now been free from corporate shackles, or I'll have to find out for how long, and is dedicated to helping others shine by creating expertly produced voiceover demos and lending her voice to many fun projects. She's got a website, uh, which will We'll explore at the end of this episode, but uh, it's fantastic to have you on the show, Marcia. It's so great to be here, Mike. Wonderful. So how long, first of all, before we get into Adobe Audition, how long have you been free of corporate shackles for? Uh, I was laid off last May, so laid it's off. been just over a year and a half. Fantastic. And you finding it good? Yeah, yeah. It kind of turned into um, a sink or swim situation where <laughs> I wanted to take a little break from radio because I was in radio for the better part of, you know, on and off 10 years. Um, so when I when when they laid me off, they removed my position. I decided I was like, you know what, let me try something on my own just for a little while just to see how I do. Um, and it turned out to be really great. Very cool. Now, I understand you're doing everything from voiceover uh, to radio imaging and any kind of audio advertising. You must be using Adobe Audition plenty in your work. So how exactly are you using it on a day-to-day basis? Every day. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I I have my, um, I'm using Adobe Audition 2018 CC and I do everything from it. I record all my auditions for all of my agents. I do uh, remote recording sessions with other clients that I'm making demos for. I do all of my production, um, radio imaging and commercial production on there. And it's it's my daily driver and I wouldn't think of going to anything else. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, I think the, the reason is it's just so fast and easy to use. And I guess with things like imaging as well, you're, you're using plenty of the effects too, I would guess. Absolutely. Great. I'm looking forward to getting into that soon. Let's um let's go back a little bit to when you were maybe starting, maybe maybe ten or so years ago in radio, and maybe you were you were learning about audio production. Is there any advice over the years that you've you've received that you found to be really helpful? Oh yeah, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever had, as far as production is concerned, is nothing technical. It's about using your ears and. When you produce something in your home studio, you're so used to how that home studio sounds. Take that piece, mix it down and listen to it somewhere else. Go in your car, put it on your phone and always have like three or four different ways of listening to your audio because you'll be able to hear so many more different things than you could if you were just sitting in your studio and, you know, just going back to reference everything because you may think that it sounds great and you play it in your car and it sounds like crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And it's you're absolutely Absolutely right, particularly with with volume levels. Do you ever find that Mm -hmm. you get after a while you just get ear fatigue because you think I'm not sure if this sounds good or not anymore? 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. I was like, oh, this sounds great. And then I'll mix it down and then I'll wait till the next day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I need to fix all of it. Yeah. You notice the little things. Yeah. Specifically the frequency levels, you know, it's like the volume yes. levels you can kind of mess with. But as soon as the frequencies hit, it's like you start losing frequencies, the more fatigued your ears get. Very true. So, yeah, like well, that's, yes. that's too high. It's too high. <laughs> I got to go run back and fix everything. That's it. Yeah. You notice all the little things, the more and more you play it back. So talking about that, talking about, you know, listening time and time again uh, and working on making things as, as perfect as we can as audio producers. What would you say is the most challenging uh, project for you, Muncha, that you've ever worked on as a producer? I was asked a few years in a row to do, um, it's called here, the 48 hour film project. And it's basically a bunch of filmmakers get together. Um, they do it all over the country in the US. I don't know if they have any over there, but it's a whole bunch of filmmakers get together. They get a scene, they get a prop, they get a line, and they have 48 hours from writing to credits to make a movie. It's like a, a short six minute film. Um, and then they go and then they present it and then they can go, you know, enter into all these different contests and they can win prizes. And so a couple of filmmaker buddies of mine hit me up and they said, would you like to do the post audio for this? And I said, I, I do radio audio. I don't know how to do any of this. And they're like, I believe in you. Oh, okay. So um, I spent probably the better part of 20 hours from Saturday night to Sunday evening uh, fixing, sound designing, and um, completing post-audio for this six-minute film. And it was probably the most challenging thing I've ever done in my career, but the most fun I've ever had with audio Wow! because when you start putting video to audio, it opens up a completely different part of your creative brain where, you know, if you're sound designing a commercial or a piece of radio imaging, you, you have the theater of your mind, you know, you have the theater of the, the mind in your head. And so you see, okay, well, the guy is coming in the house and he opens the door and he closes the door. So you have to, you have to watch that in your brain when you could actually put it to film and you can see it. It, it opens up this whole other part of your brain to where it's like, okay, he's opening the door. This is where he needs to put the door opening sound. Okay, he's closing the door. There's the footsteps. Um, and so it took me forever to really get my groove in it. But once I started, it was the most fun I have ever had working with audio is, is audio to film. What an amazing thing. And, and to me, that sounds really scary. So like you, much, I, I have a oh, background scary. in radio. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, if somebody asked me to mix for a film, I'd be like, I'm definitely out of my depth here. But I guess you, you learned a lot from the experience, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, when you open up that other part of your creative brain, it it just can open a world of possibilities. It's like, I think that, you know, my... Um, like the actual mixing of it sounded way better because I was trying to mix it to all of these different scenes and to all of these different cameras, because of course these, these are amateurs you're working with. So, you know, they don't have all of the professional gear that, you know, a lot of movie studios have, and they don't have onset sound mixers. So they did everything by ear from themselves saying, okay, I guess this is great. And then they sent it to me and I had to I had to do all of this fixing and a lot of noise removal because, you know, one scene was in a warehouse, one scene was in a bar, oh, one wow. scene was outside and they didn't have any time to do ADR. They didn't have any time to do um, fixing and, you know, and all of this. So I had to like fix everything all at once. And it, it was so cool just to see the process of it. I'm sure professional, you know, post sound people 
uh, have a way different time with it and it comes way easier to them. But me going from just strictly audio to audio to video, it was a lot of fun, but it, it was that scary big challenge. And I, d- I did three of them since then. Wow. And did you need to teach yourself uh, new tricks and techniques? So for instance, I'm guessing from radio imaging, you were um, compressing lots, you added lots of EQ, and that's totally not applicable in film, I would I would imagine. No, no. Unfortunately for me, um, the radio imaging came after commercial production. So I was able to do, you know, the, the non-compressed, I was able to do the natural sounds way easier. And so when I started getting into imaging, it was harder for me to make everything sound bigger and bolder because I was like, wait, no, 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 that, that's, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, you have to realize you're working in a different medium. <laughs> so working with the film was a lot more like working with commercial production in that aspect of, you know, sound designing commercial production um, versus sound designing uh, radio imaging. Well, that's good. It sounds to me like you did it the right way around then because you you learned the natural style of production and then you worked into radio imaging. Whereas mm-hmm. I started in radio imaging thinking everything has to be really compressed. And sometimes I have to think, <laughs> no, I need to just tone that down a little bit. Indeed, so. indeed. Yeah. Um, the, the hardest part of that was the noise removal. Mm. And I had several different types of plugins from several different plugin companies. And Hats off to Adobe Audition because I ended up using their noise removal over everybody else's. Nice. It is. It's very good. Definitely. That's fantastic. Um, so, OK, we've we've looked a little bit at uh, a challenging project, something that's really taken you out of your, your zone of creativity and taken you even further. But if you were to project further into the future, now you're... Um, working for yourself and you doing all these really cool projects. Is there anything really cool in your imagination right now that you'd like to work on, maybe a secret project that you haven't told anyone about just yet in audio? Oh, I would love to go back to doing audio to video. Like animation, sound design is really what I would love to start doing. There's two things, animation, sound design, and um, creating promos for television like sound designing promos for television, like the uh, coming up next on Modern Family, that stuff. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's interesting. So um, Wildest Dreams, like what what kind of show would it be like or, or channel? Would it be like Fox or something like that or a Disney movie or all of the above? <laughs> uh, really all of the above. Yeah. Um, you know, sound, sound designing for video is, is the same all around, depending on what you're doing. I love doing drama. I love doing... Um, like movie trailer style stuff. Um, you know, anytime I could use big bad strings and uh, tribal drums, I'm on it. Nice. <laughs> but any anywhere from, you know, happy, fun cartoon to adult cartoon to uh, Pixar movie to, you know, the next Halloween movie, the next uh, horror film, any of that, you know, trailers and promo and animation and all of that stuff is so interesting to me because it's it's kind of like the imaging world. You know, it it, yeah. it, it lays very, very low in that in that totem pole. But network promo, TV promo, trailers and stuff, it's, it's more in the line of radio imaging because of the way that they're built inside the session. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned actually in, in your bio about uh, sound design. Tell me tell me a little bit about your experience with sound design, because that always interests me. Oh, I'm not that great at it, but it's fun <laughs> to do. Um, usually if, if I can't find a sound that I need, um, and, and it happens a lot in imaging, if I can't find a sound that I need, I'll make one. 
um, I'll, I'll take an old sound or I'll take a different sound. I'll layer it with another one and nice. I'll produce, you know, and add effects and, and I'll turn it into something completely different. Same thing with Foley. Um, I like to do Foley. I'll, I'll take it if I can't find a specific chewing sound or, yes. uh, I've, I've drank like a gallon of Gatorade once just to get the right <laughs> gulping sound. Um, I'll, I'll do that. I'll record my own sounds with Foley as well. And then sometimes I'll take those and I'll just add a crap ton of reverb and delay on it and then call it an actual whoosh, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, you say you're not very good at it, but I, I think it all just starts with an idea and an experiment and just placing things together. And that's that's a lot of the fun of audio, isn't it? It's just you never know what's going to come out of the speaker when you when you click an effect or mix a couple together. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about before we get into Adobe Audition. I'm, I'm really in, very interested to hear about how you're using the software. You say you're on the, the latest version using it. Um, but before we get there, let's look back to your childhood and find out exactly what it was. Maybe you have one memory around audio uh, that makes you smile and, and possibly sent you down this whole path that you're on now. Is there, is there anything for you, Matcha, that uh, that sort of started it all? I am actually a second career producer. Um, I never even thought about audio or radio or any of this until my early twenties. My first career, I, I went to I went to college, and I wanted to be something completely different than an audio producer and voiceover. Um, and then I got so wrapped up in this career while I was in school to where I didn't really see anything else. I didn't see any other opportunity. I didn't see any, anything else for me. I had blinders on. I wanted, you know, I was going from here to here to here to here. And then that was my life. Hooray. And I'm done. So my, when I, I moved from New York, I grew up on Long Island in New York and I moved to Georgia to go to college. I was 18 years old and I went to a concert. A friend of mine's cousin had a band and I went to this concert and I realized, I was like, oh, this is fun. I've never done this before. You know, none of my friends at college go to concerts. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I, I'm at a concert. And then I started meeting different people and all of these different people from all of these different walks of life. And I realized, hey, there's a whole other world out there that I don't even see because I have these blinders on because I'm so focused and I'm so determined to get through this career. So uh, fun fact, I was going to school to be a chiropractor. Oh, right. So something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, completely different than audio. So uh, a buddy of mine, I started making all these different friends and all these, you know, all these shows I was going to. And um, so this buddy asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to do a radio show with me? I said, no. Absolutely not. I have I have nothing to do with radio. Uh, and he goes, well, I think you'd be good at it and it'll be a lot of fun. And he kind of twisted my arm into it. And I was like, okay, fine. So I had a metal show on this pirate radio station on Shoutcast <laughs> cool. in early 2000s. And I was playing metal and I was talking to people and I, I downloaded my first copy of Audacity because I I had a feeling that we needed to make promos. Nobody was doing promos for the other shows that was oh, on this network. That's where it all started. Uh, yeah, I was like, well, people need to hear me. So the people who listen to, you know, the indie show is going to want to listen to the metal show or blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I'm going to make a promo. So I downloaded Audacity and I taught myself how to put together a very simple, basic spot. And so from there, you know, I, I used reverb. I, you know, like, I don't even know how I learned all of this. And I'm sure a couple of online tutorials, but it was, you know, 
they weren't as abundant as they are now. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, actually. How did you learn? So kind of self-taught. <laughs> did you have, uh, was there anyone around who, who could like help you? Or um, no. it was all kind of experimenting. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, it was just, okay, I know I have to put a voice down. And then I know after my voice, I have to put some kind of music and or sound effects. So there was a lot of, you know, Googling involved. But the, the internet wasn't as abundant as, as it is now. Yeah. So it, it was tough, but I did it and I made a couple different little sweepers and I was so proud of myself. And then I realized I got bitten by the audio bug. So I left chiropractic school and I went to broadcasting school and I said, I'm going to be on the radio. And that was it. And um, that's when I, I fell in love with the actual passion for completing, you know, audio projects and voiceover and, and all of that. And I, then I quickly realized I didn't want to be actually on the radio. I right. did a couple air shifts here and there, but I, did, I didn't want to do any more of that because it got really redundant. And I wasn't really that into being in the limelight as much as I thought I was. I had a, a teacher in broadcasting school. And this is, again, this is not my childhood. This is early 20s, mid 20s. Um, a teacher, he he was an imaging producer and he taught very basic imaging. And one day I stayed late after class and I said, I want to I want to make a full promo. Can you can you voice something for me? And can I voice something? Can we do like a dual spot promo? He's like, sure. And he sat with me for hours and helped me put together this promo that I never would have been able to do if it wasn't for his guidance, you know, like I was mainly self-taught. So he was teaching me all of these different things. Like I was like, whoa, my mind was blowing. Like every single minute he was showing me something, bam, 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 whoa. (laughs) And that was it. That that was, I was done. I was done at that point and and forevermore an audio producer. (laughs) That's where it all starts. Oh, I love that story. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I I can relate to what you're saying about being on the air because that's kind of almost how it starts. I like the way you said that, you know, it started with, you know, a friend of yours saying, come on, come on the radio. And you're like, mm, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I started my career thinking I want to be on the radio. But then I soon discovered later on that actually you can have far more fun in the production studio, pushing pushing buttons and playing sound effects and, and creating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, know, you don't have to worry about listeners. You don't no. have to worry about people asking you for tickets. <laughs> exactly. It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So true, so true. Yeah, and those those contest callers as well. The the the, the I, I don't know what kind of radio stations you were on, but uh, you get the regular callers that would call in for every contest. And <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So all right then. So let's look at how you're using Adobe Audition today. Um, let's start with that one magic feature. If you had to just isolate one thing, I know you mentioned how much you like noise reduction earlier on, but if there's one effect or feature or anything in Audition. What would be your favorite? I love the media browser. I I think that's probably one of the coolest features of the newer generations of Adobe. Um, You know, back in, what was it? 3.0, you were able to try to open a file and then autoplay through it. And then they got rid of it. And then all of a sudden it came back in this little box in the media browser on the sidebar of... um, you know what I'm talking about? Is there another name for it? Yeah, no, it's actually called, yeah, you're right, the Media Browser. And it's yeah. it's just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You set up your favorites. Like I have on my shortcuts, I have sound effects, I have music beds. Um, and so all I have to do is just open those folders and boom, 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 find what I need and drag it right up. I think it is a fantastic little tool. That and the effects rack in the same, um, in the same area to where instead of having yeah. to go to... In, 
you know, to the mixer, I use a dual screen. So instead of having to go to the mixer all the time, which is all the way across the screen, um, I could just open the effects rack and then, you know, individually put effects on individual clips and put effects on individual tracks. And yeah, I think, I think that's a fantastic feature. I love that so much. That's a super cool way of doing things. I I like it with the Mm -hmm. dual screen as well. And it's, it's brilliant because I, I think you are the first person that has mentioned the media browser, but it's such, if you think about it, what would you do? if you didn't have that you know especially with imaging where you want to skip through really quickly and find the right effect mm-hmm. you'd have to be going through your browser or finder windows and you know auditioning each one it would be yeah yeah there were so many people unhappy with it when when we lost the autoplay function in the actual preview screen and i just remember so many people complaining about it and then i was like oh wait here it is <laughs> you could, I, I think it came in on um cs6 right it was either CS6 or CC, like the the original CC. Um, but yeah, I just I randomly stumbled across it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this makes life so much easier right now." <laughs> Definitely. And yeah, of course, all the technical stuff, and you know, the the ability to destructively edit in waveform, and then non destructively edit in multi track. Like, I I am a a hardcore Adobe user. Um, you know, when people like you should switch to you know, another DAW. I don't want to name any names on the Adobe podcast, but, uh, and I've tried, I have tried. My boyfriend's a music producer and I've tried to, you know, switch to other ones and just for the ease of us only being on one DAW at a home. And it just doesn't work for me. Adobe is my daily driver. Of course. But I guess if your boyfriend's working in music, then um, he's going to need a different door, maybe maybe for the MIDI opportunities and things like that. So it's a whole different game. Yeah, he does use MIDI a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, um, well, that's brilliant. So you've already mentioned how you're using the media browser to quickly find what you need uh, and the effects rack, uh, like you say, uh, either in waveform view or in the multi-track, adding different effects to different tracks. But maybe you can share with us some some other amazing workflows or time-saving shortcuts or just just routines that you regularly have inside Audition that make life easy for you? Every every version of Adobe I own or every version of Adobe I touch, I add an insert silence shortcut. Love it. I don't know if there's an actual, like a different shortcut, but I always do like shift S. So as I'm editing, because I, I, I deal with a lot of dialogue, I deal with a lot of voiceover and it's just way easier to edit all of that out in waveform first, instead of, you know, pulling it into multi-track and then just pulling out the breaths here and there because breaths are the bane of my existence. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll, uh, add, I'll insert silence. And so if I'm going through a track shift S and then I do, um, like when you pull up the insert silence, it'll pull up an actual time. So I'll do like 0.2. And so 0.2 seconds or point, I guess, 20, 0.20 seconds. Either way, if you do 0.2 on insert silence, it's just enough time to get to the next part of the voiceover without it sounding too close. Uh, if you're removing a breath, because a lot of people just delete breaths and then everything is smashed together. It doesn't sound natural. Um, and it will 0.2 seconds to 0.3 seconds will give you just about enough natural time to let whatever you're working on breathe. I do 0.2, 0.3 and 0.5. 0.5 is good for a paragraph. So it's it's one of my things. I insert silence all day long because I'm just getting rid of breaths. I've tried the breath removal. Um, 
I don't know if I'm misusing it, but it's it's not working as well as uh, as well as I need it to. So I just manually do it with the insert silence. And if you're if you're doing it dry and if you have background noise, and obviously you want to pull in actual room tone, but if you're just putting it over music or if you're putting it into a piece of imaging, you don't really need any of that room tone in there. So insert silence is my boo. That's fantastic. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, having that on a hotkey and being able to quickly insert the silences you you need um, to, to keep the dialogue flowing naturally is, is fantastic. So um, what about your go-to resources when creating audio? That could be like uh, websites you use, uh, production libraries, uh, plugins maybe you use. Uh, anything at all that helps you to be even more creative, what would you recommend? Hmm. I am a big fangirl for Jeff Schmidt and Alien Imaging. Um, oh, yeah. I, I love his stuff as far as his production libraries go. I think they're fantastic and they sound badass. Um, I use Audioblocks for my music. Um, I'm thinking about changing, so if anyone has any other <laughs> other recommendations on music um music libraries to use, I will take those. I will totally recommend um, Isotope RX. I just got the RX-7 and they just released it. I've had RX-6 for a little while and I just got RX-7. Mm -hmm. And that is a voiceover or anyone who works with voice, um, it's, it's a lifesaver. The mouth declick is probably the best functions I've ever seen really? in a plugin. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's super accurate. It's super clean. Um, all you have to do is you could either throw it on the track itself. They have a little editor. You can edit separately or you can throw it on the track as a plugin and you could just sit there and watch all of the clicks be removed. Um, and, you know, a 30 second clip will have sometimes 140 clicks in it. And I'm talking about the mouth clicks, like the, yeah. the click, you could probably hear it in my voice now because I just had coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That nasty, like, ugh, that sound. Um, and I know in Adobe, the spectral view is great for for editing those on the fly if you don't have any type of restoration. Sure. But um, yeah, the spectral view is is a lifesaver also because you can just see them and, and, and scrub them that way. But... If you're working with a lot of audio yeah. all at once, a lot of voiceover, the RX, um, RX six or seven standard version has mouth declick. So it's just a one hit, apply the effect, and done. Uh -huh. Cool and gone. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't create any anomalies if you use it sparingly. I mean, it'll get just about ninety five percent of the clicks, and you won't even hear a difference you know, between the two pieces of audio other than no clicks in it. Wow. I love it. There's a couple other restoration, um, restoration things in the, the RX seven packages, like D D hum, D noise, D, uh, breath control. I haven't really oh. played around with all the new stuff yet. But there's so much, especially if you're working, like you say, with dialogue on a regular basis. Yes. You need these tools. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This is probably the best um, voiceover dialogue plugin I've seen. Or It's a bundle. You can't buy them separately, unfortunately, but you can get the bundle of it. And a deplosive, de-reverb, um, spectral denoise, voice denoise, de-clip. Wow. De-clip. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's every kind of artifact that you could imagine being there is yeah <laughs> right you're able to take it out yeah. which is it's kind of magic isn't it but yeah and you mentioned as well about music libraries and imaging libraries uh, yeah I, I agree alien imaging is fantastic um, if anyone listening wants to wants to write in the comments and recommend some music libraries I know there's a ton of sites and places um, but it's always good to have more resources um, and it's always good to know more imaging libraries as well isn't it because after a while <laughs> yeah, you're producing with one and you kind of get bored of it and you think okay I, I i either need the the producer to release another uh you know series or find something else so do you find that i do i do um you know especially with the buyout libraries you know not being attached to a station you can't get the the barter libraries which the barter libraries usually have the best stuff like benstown um but you know as as a single producer you need the buyout libraries and you need the ones where it's like people are just releasing sounds into the world and you could just pick them up real quick <laughs> yeah and put them all together cool so mm-hmm. well much has been great for you to join and i'm just wondering now if if someone is listening to this show and they're a young and aspiring producer maybe uh, they're they're thinking about a career somewhere in the audio industry what kind of advice would you offer right now to them be the best you can be you know um keep practicing Keep experimenting. Don't be afraid to be weird. Don't be afraid to, you know, do something that you've never heard before because it could be the next, it could be the next trend. It could be on the next, um, you know, the next cycle of what's popular. If you're working with, you know, voiceover, be sure not to, to squash them too much. Um, you know, people like to hear very clean voiceover in, in the commercial world. In the imaging world, don't squash it too much either you know, to where it's not bright and, and playing with the, with the sound effects and the music. Always use your ears, you know, uh, go different, use different types of speakers to listen to your finished work to make sure that it sounds good. Always use a mono speaker as well. Ooh, like uh, a lot of times, you know, you could be producing something in stereo and, you know, your phone is actually a really good uh, tool for a mono speaker. So if, if you have... If you don't have one of those fancy phones with yeah. stereo speakers in it. <laughs> yeah, because of phase <laughs> cancellation, you, you don't want any, anything cancelling out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been so many times where I had to I had to flip-flop stereo stuff or, you know, I had to make sure they weren't out of phase. Um, and so using a mono speaker is really good at that. Also, something that uh, could bring it back to that first question about the best piece of advice is to listen at a really low volume when you think you're done. Um, because if you you can still hear every piece of element in the low volume, then you've mixed it okay. If, you know, you only hear the music or you only hear the voiceover, then it probably needs a little more work to it. Great advice. And it also saves your ears as well, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Never yet. Yeah, don't listen to super loud volume because you're going to need your ears for Unless a while. Unless it's heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> Even heavy metal, I don't listen to it a loud volume. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, well, Marcia, thank you so much for joining me. And for anyone who's interested right now, uh, listen to the show. Really excited to find out more about you. Where can they find you online? Um, MachaCreative.com or on Facebook, Matcha Gruber or Matcha Creative, Instagram, Matcha Creative. Um, I don't use Twitter, but I'm on there, Matcha Creative. Anything with Matcha Creative, you could find me. Um, and if you need a demo, just let me know. <laughs> That's great. Thanks so much for joining me. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. That concludes this episode. Hit subscribe and review this podcast to help others discover the power of Adobe Audition. If you'd like a full transcript of the show, head over to mrc.fm AAP. Thanks for listening. <laughs>